I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys. Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. It's been a while since we played our favorite game. Can I ask you a question? And we want to thank you for always keeping the conversation going with us on our Instagram page at the SG Boys. So, right, from time to time, we get asked a lot of really fun questions in our DMs. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to dedicate this episode to answering as many of them as possible. Rachel's compiled them in a literal hat <laughs> that we have here. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to take turns on pulling a question out one at a time. Okay. Uh, we're yes, going to be. We're going to use the pull out method, right? <laughs> to pull the questions <laughs> out. Of this beautiful batik bucket hat from Haji Lane. Okay, and we are going to be 100% honest. Are we ever going to say no comment? Are we going to plead the fifth? We cannot plead the fifth. No, <laughs> no such thing. No comment is a comment. That is true. Okay, who wants to go first? I'll go first. And from what I know, all the questions are anonymous. From time to time, we do have little polls like that. So engage with us on Instagram. Take so long. Uh. Why? Just take. There's so many. Uh, um, <laughs> Sam Joe. So just pull. Just pull out. Okay, pull out. Pull out. Okay, very deep. Okay, this is a big one. This is quite thick. So I'm unfolding the paper. Actually, guys, this is our ASMR episode. Alright, the question is... <clears throat> Choose a song that best represents who you are and the life you've had so far. This is so tough. <laughs> this is such a tough Sam question. Sam loves this question though. I do this. though. I do though. Because are we all going to answer this question or is it just for me? I, I guess we can all answer okay, it. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna shoot it at you after this. So you all best be ready. You know what song I keep going back to? Hmm? A Sam Joe cliche, but Ashley Simpson's autobiography. Oh, you have brought that up before. It's her titular song <laughs> from her debut album, Autobiography. The same album that spawned hits like Pieces of Me, you don't have to sell the Shadow, Lala. <laughs> no, because a lot of people just like, you know, started shitting on Ashley after the, the SNL, whole lip sync yeah. SNL saga. And so I really want to like rehabilitate her, okay? So Autobiography is this really cool song that talks about like, I've got stains on my t-shirt mm-hmm. and I'm the biggest flirt. Right now I'm solo. True story, but that will be changing eventually. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> what okay. an answer. You really want to know who I am, get to know me, and like actually there's so much more to me than meets the eye. And yeah, this is a song that I feel represents me in some way or another. All right. Yeah, also because like she was just my idol growing up and I fucking adore her. <gasps> Rachel? Um, Honestly, I love Broadway and <gasps> Wicked always comes back to me. I think For I love Good is just such an underrated Yay! song. Like, Wait, what's it called? For Good. For Good. Oh. You know? Because I knew you. Because I knew you. I have been changed. <laughs> For good. You know? Why? I can't. Alphaba. Why can't you ready? Alphaba, why can't you stay calm for once instead of flying off the handle? I have a confession. I've never watched Wicked. Joshua <gasps> Simon. I know I'm XL. gay. You but... bought me the book. Yeah, because I knew you liked it. I just think it really captures the moments where you realize it's like past. Yeah, you really are just changed and 
just acknowledging that it's for good. Because I knew you. You know, mm. like both in the sense of like you can't come back, but also like just appreciate it for what it is. You know? Yeah, it's a fucking bittersweet song. It's about appreciating um, a friendship, knowing that you can't go back to what it was before and things mm. have maybe soured a little bit along the way, but look at each other and you see how much each other has grown and you can't help but still love each other. And I just love that the first line of that song is I'm limited. The song starts off with someone admitting. No, I thought oh, it says yeah. unlimited. I'm limited. No, it's <gasps> unlimited. I am. I Together I am. Where? I am. Look, look. Oh, lyrics. I see. I'm limited. Okay, you know why I got <laughs> confused? Because this is actually a um, reprisal of Defying Gravity. Oh, right. Because yes. this is in the second act. And then yes. Defying Gravity is the end of the first act. Mm. And so no idea what you're talking about. Defying Gravity, she goes like, Unlimited, yes. together we're unlimited. But then now she's saying like, I'm limited. I didn't know that. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that's why it's so like... Oh my god, don't forget the lyrics. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, stay tuned for the next song that Sam Joe is going to sing for us. <laughs> Josh, what's your song? Okay, I'll go real quick. I'll actually just read out the lyrics and you can see if you can guess the song. Okay, so this is a competition. It can't be. Okay, We're not going to win much be. though. We can... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my life is changing every day in every possible way. And my dreams, it's never quite as it oh, seems. Oh, it's Cranberries. Yes. Dreams. Oh. My dreams, it's never quite as it seems. I know I felt like this before, but now I'm feeling it even more because it came from you. Then I open up and see the person falling here is me, a different way to be. Rest in peace, Dolores. She sounds way better than I do. Please go like streaming on Spotify or whatever. And I feel like that song represents my life, not just with the lyrics. When you press play on that song, it is like a driving, hit the highway. It's that perks of being a wallflower kind of phenomenon where it's very sweeping and like I feel like I can go to that song, you know? Yeah, so that's that's my song. Can I change my answer? <laughs> what? Can you just edit this? Please. <laughs> I feel like you are giving such meaningful songs. No, no, and no. And I just no. went with fucking Please editing. keep this. Your song is fine. I want to choose Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. That's a good song. You have a fantastic you, you song. You get two okay, songs. Okay, okay, we'll just look it up. <laughs> the both of you, la, you and your song choices, you put me in this very like reflective mood. You know, and Joni Mitchell really, like, sings to the soul, I feel like. Again, it's like a coming-of-age kind of thing. Like, you're growing older, we're wiser now. And yeah. we look back and we realise that things aren't always what they seem and things aren't always perfect. But you know what? Such is life. I've looked at love from both sides now From give and take And still somehow it's love's illusions that I recall I really don't know love. So basically, these are the songs that we want played at our funeral. So please take note, everybody. Uh, 
<laughs> no. No? so morbid, man. No, that's no, from but ourselves. Don't you think about that. The sometimes. funeral playlist would be very different. All right, next. Janet Jackson. Let's go to the <laughs> bucket. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll be like, we'll play nasty at your funeral. <laughs> All right. All right, next question. Uh, Dig from the hat, Rachel. Rachel. Ooh, okay. This is a bit of a serious question. Um, do you think we've fallen short in any episode? I feel very attacked. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer. Oh, wow. Interesting question. Yeah. I, I think we all look back at different aspects of our lives and we ask like did we give it our all can we improve on it but the truth is especially with this podcast compared to like other things i've done like my music or the radio show and stuff i actually feel like i don't remember a lot of things when we finish recording and putting them out you know like i actually edit the podcast right so i go through everything i listen to it over and over again and we always like run it through before hitting publish but once it's actually out there, I kind of just let it be its own thing. Have we fallen short? Uh? I, my instinct is to say yes. And I'm actually on Spotify right now looking at all of our past episodes. I'm getting a little bit emotional, but... I don't need to look for something to not like about it, you know? Because no, I feel like every episode, like, let's not forget, that's like, even if you don't like a moment in it, there's so many other moments within one episode and it involves so many different people. Yeah. But I feel like whoever asked that question wanted specifics. So okay. I'm not going to, like, you know, I'm not going to hide behind. I mean, let's let's give them what they want, right? <laughs> I'm no, not because hiding. I'm yeah. just... I know, I know, I know you're not hiding. It's just, I'm saying that Okay, I Look, get it. Every time you do something and you record something or like you create a piece of content, there's always going to be a part of you that goes, oh, I could have done that better. Right. Right? Okay. Don't you feel like every time we, we have a guest on, we you know we can talk for two hours and we go like, okay, well, there's no way we're putting out like a two-hour podcast. Yeah. And we have to trim it down. But even after those two hours of recording, we still have more to talk about. So okay. if anything, yes, we're falling short in the sense that some of the episodes I think are too short. And on that note, this is an open invitation to all of our mm. guests that, you know, and even past, present, future guests, you know, if you've come on before or if you're going to come on, we would love to have you come back. For sequels. For sequels, exactly. Every time we finish a season, um, the conversation we always have is like, oh, we wish we could do more episodes. Oh, we wish we had more people on the show, more voices, more topics. But either we see more podcasts coming out or we figure out how to schedule our lives a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next question. Josh, toss the salad. <laughs> I'm just going to reach and pull out. Yes. One you do. question. <laughs> wow, handwriting. What does your dream wedding look like? Oh There's a heart God. emoji. Wow. This is such a Joshua Simon question. <laughs> what do you mean? As in, I feel like it was written for you because we're all romantics in some way but like I feel like you're one of the biggest romantics I know and so if anyone has ever fantasized about their wedding mm. it's Joshua Simon XL True. so please tell us okay yeah. a dream wedding would not be in Singapore um, not sure if we can have a wedding in Singapore to begin with so dream wedding would be somewhere actually nice and cold outside I, I do like a bit of chill in the weather I don't like searing humid heat because you want to look good in your tuxedo and feel good in your suits or what have you right so everyone's going to be dressed up and they're going to be nice and cool in the weather like 10 degrees celsius um playlist is going to be a mixture of me and my husband's favorite songs and it's probably going to be themed after like a movie i like to be honest 
Which that, one? That I have to like force my husband to like give me a chance to like curate. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. <laughs> or lost in translation. <laughs> These are not very good movies for weddings. Yeah, I know, they're all like really sad. Um, <laughs> You're just looking at Josh's arm. I am. I'm just like all the time. <laughs> my references, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kill Bill? Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Red Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> the Game of Thrones wedding. I I know it's quite silly, but I I've always wanted to to do the the walk in with the Spice Girls to become one. But, oh my god! Right, because like Emma Button's voice in the chorus yes. is just so pure and innocent. But then my friends constantly remind me the song is about safe sex. It does not make sense. I want to be able to like fly everyone overseas. I think that's That'd a, be so fun. Hey, you're invited to my wedding and it's going to be overseas. And it's also going to be a vacation for you that I think you could use as well. And you can bring a friend. Like I want to be able to have that freedom, like financial freedom to do that. You'll get there slowly but surely. Yeah. What about you, Sam Joe? I mean, since you mentioned movies, I'm thinking of one of my favorite movies of all time, Bridesmaid. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that and not Runaway Bride. <laughs> The wedding was headed for disaster before it didn't. Unlike Josh, I haven't given a lot of thought to the setting, like, you know, what season it's going to be or whatever. But I've always, like, I know it's so cheesy, like, you know, with the with the Singaporean style of, like, yam sing in a Chinese restaurant or in a hotel, ballroom or whatever. Like, do you secretly want that? I think I would want it on a similar scale in the sense that I appreciate my intimate time with my friends, mm-hmm. but I, I plan to only get married once, hopefully. And when I do, I want it, I want it to be a party. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was kind of like what I did for my 30th birthday. Like, you know, a lot of my friends were joking. They were like, Sam Joe, this is like, you're marrying yourself. And I'm like, yes, because I mean, I don't know if I ever get married and probably not. But okay, I digress again. But basically, I think I'm, I'm, I'll be the sort who wants to pay homage to like, you know, some of the wedding traditions. It's almost a, a bit of like pining for what straight couples have that us gay couples don't necessarily have access to all the time. Even like cheesy stuff like the gate crashing and everything. I've always fantasized about that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But back to Bridesmaids, the reason why I'm saying that is at the actual wedding at the end, my Rudolph's wedding, who did they invite? They got Wilson Phillips to perform. You remember? So you're going to get like an Ashley Simpson. I want to get... I want someone that I grew up listening to to come and like perform at a wedding and uh, again we need the financial resources to like manage that but I feel like it's not impossible. Instead of just walking down the aisle to, to become one you actually have the Spice Girls there singing for you live. Oh my god. Yeah, for the Spice Girls wow. singing live and one posing. You get Victoria Beckham to sponsor your suit and everything. <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. Aim for the aim for the moon and then like you know fall on the clouds. Oh, that'll be a dream. I'm pretty sure yeah. Macy Gray will end up performing. Oh my god. At your- I would Love Wait, that. I can see it. I would love that. Okay, Rachel, how about you? Uh, Out of the three of us, I feel like you have the highest chance of that actually happening yeah, soon. No, yeah. no, 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 not so soon. Only thing that I would really, really like absolutely want is you know how they always have like the run sheet of what happens? Mm-hmm. I just want to have like a 15 minute slot in there for just like me and my partner. Yes. Unplanned, and we just kind of like get to have like a moment. As in to have sex or what? No, I mean like just, what do you mean? just to catch a breath. Because I have heard from like, I mean, we're at that age where a lot of our friends are getting married, right? And and I hear from them, it's just like, oh my gosh, yeah. I don't even know what happened. It just happened, but it was just like, oh, you yeah, get, a lot of them don't have time to eat. Right? Yeah, you yeah. get on the track and it just speeds down the runway, yeah. you know? I don't know. There, there was one friend that I went to their wedding and the day after, like literally the day after, the first thing she says to me is, Rachel, can you watch this video? Do you think I walked down the aisle too 
fast. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like imagine like how much stress you must have been under that you're concerned about that. Not hello, not, oh, my husband. Did she walk down the aisle? Too oh, far? it was fine. She was beautiful, but you know. You okay, know. next question. I love that question. What's your best and worst night you've ever had at a gay club? <laughs> wow. I feel, like, I feel like Kennedy just came back on the show. Yeah, for Kennedy, it would be the same night. So. <laughs> no! I don't even know what that means. Like, best I, and worst night. I can't even remember the last time yeah, I was ooh, in a gay club. I, I can say my worst night. I still club. Well, actually, no. Maybe it is the best and worst night. I was at Tantric. Josh, you brought me like a few times to okay. Tantric week after week. And this random guy, I still don't even know who he is came up to me and said, are you the resident fag hag? You're kidding. Yeah. And I was really taken aback. That was the first time I've ever heard of that word. I guess it was half said in a lovingly way. So I was just like, I'm, okay, I'm going to own it. So is that best or worst? It was just strange. <laughs> it was just strange. Okay. She's so fucked up and quite similar to what my friend experienced. Wow. My, yeah. my really good girlfriend, we were kind of like at Tentric and then we were outside on the little alley beside tantric right because mm-hmm. some people wanted to smoke this is pre-covid of course i think she was on the phone and like someone actually came up to her and was like oh you are insert name and she was still on the phone at the time by the way so he kind of like just oh i heard you're quite a fag hack and then he takes out this blade no whips out this blade way. and he like slashes her on her leg and then he dashes off into a cab i'm not even kidding this happened right here in singapore and she was like, what the fuck? And she panicked. At a point in time, like, we tried looking for cameras around the area because we were, like, contemplating should we call the police and everything. But the thing is that this guy had already, like, scooted off. That was a, one of the worst nights in the sense that even in this day and age, we still have violence against not just LGBTQ individuals, but even our allies. That, you were, like, just 300 meters away from Cantonment where the police headquarters You're are right. At. Yeah, wow. not too far away. You're right. And the worst part is that we suspect that the guy actually, because she said she had seen him inside Tentric, which oh is a gay my. bar, by the way, for those of you who are not familiar with. He had this weapon on him the entire time. Like, who That's knows what else he could have done. Crazy. And he's still on the loose, by the way. Like, there are lots of, like, weird people out there. Just look out for each other, by the way. Don't ever mm. leave a friend alone, is, is what I'm trying to Never. say. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of the worst nights. Best, I mean, I've had so many. <laughs> What makes it great for you then? Spending quality time with my friends and like being able to just like live life and not worry about work Mm. or worry about like troubles at home maybe. When you're in a club and you're especially, you know, at a gay club and if you haven't been to a gay club, please hit any of us up and we'll be there. We'll have fun together. Yeah. What about you, Josh? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have like a straight answer for this, but (laughs) get it. Straight answer. But (laughs) what is... What's your best and worst night? Um, I've had a lot of bad nights at gay clubs. I think of like all the times, like going to tantric. I would feel very anxious going because you know the seats are always filled up with like clicks, and you want to like have someone like ask you over so you can be a part of the group. And then in the meantime, you're just like standing at the corner. I just remember a lot of that. What if I meet someone who rejected me or I rejected or like it was always that, right? It's like a concentration of people who were not able to be themselves outside, now able to be themselves inside, but it also feels like you're back in school, you know? So it was a lot of that associated with going to the gay bars. But I remember there was a turning point where once I started overcoming a lot of my self-esteem issues, learned to just be, you know, I'm here. 
to hang out with my friends, to enjoy the music, to enjoy the, you know, like in Tantric, they have all the music videos on screen. I would yes. know every single one of these music videos. And I would just enjoy <laughs> watching that, putting everything else away and just focusing on what's in front of me, which is my friends and my drink, mm. you know, and that's all. I don't care how I look when I dance. I'm going to dance if I feel like dancing. If I want to go home, there's no obligations to stay. One of the best experiences I had in a gay bar was by myself, though. Really? I was yeah, I was in Bali on my own. I took a flight there over a weekend. And this was after like a very powerful therapy session that I had. And I was like, okay, I need to take a break. So I went and I got there enough time to why not hit the bar? Because I just felt like dancing. And then I remember Britney Spears, Will I Am, Scream and Shout came on. Yeah, And everyone at the gay bar, everyone's looking around, right? Looking for someone to connect with, looking for someone who may be familiar to them. I'm in a foreign country. And I remember just feeling anxious at first, like the habit has always been that way. And then like I put the drink down on the table and then I walked to the dance floor. I closed my eyes and I just started dancing. And I just, one person in the middle of the dance floor, just closing my eyes and dancing. And I felt so fun and so free. And the next moment, I knock into something, right? And it's a person and he's like right in front of my face. And he's like, my friend wants your number. Ooh. So cute. And then I said, well, ask your friend to come over and get it. And then just close my eyes and continue dancing again. I felt so strong being able to say that. It was the power of Britney Spears. <laughs> yes. It was the best night, not because of someone else. Exactly. You, mm. you did it for yourself. Yeah. Right? And I, I think that's beautiful. I will always remember that. All right, Rachel, go ahead. Next question. If you could travel through time, would you rather go back or into the future? Oof. Why? I mean, absolutely. I'm, I'm sort of someone who, for better or for worse, like lives in the past a lot. Like, I don't really have a clear vision of my future. I don't even know what I'm like. I um, didn't know that. Yeah. You seem like someone who's very in the now. Yeah, I'm in the now. But a lot of my now is derived from drawing strength from the past. In a way, it's like, you know how some people are afraid of going to fortune tellers and finding out about their future and then, like, you know, you might jinx things and, like, run into some self-fulfilling prophecies and stuff like that. Or imagine if something terrible is waiting for you in the future and then, you like, you come back and you live the rest of your life in fear. I'd rather go back to a time when I was, like, very happy in my past that I know was, like, you know, comfortable. It's always nice to be younger again. <laughs> so, yeah, I would totally go back. go back. You know what? I would go back to my college days. Assuming there are no repercussions, I would go back in the past. Yeah. Okay. What about y'all? I would want to say the future, but then I'm also scared of the future, just like you. Yeah, it's very scary. Because we don't know all about the past. So if I were to go back in the past, I probably would want to investigate on the things that I didn't know about that was going on in the past. Because we only have like our perspective of how things were, right? So I want to know every other person's perspective of the past and see if I can navigate it better. Mm. Probably end up buying more stocks for different things that I knew would pop, <laughs> you know? But the future is completely uncertain. You're going into the complete unknown. So I would feel more comfortable if I had to choose and I can't say now, then I would go back into the past for sure and um i definitely would do things differently yeah you or maybe things sooner yes yeah it's not just like i would like correct that mistake but it'd be more of i knew i was gonna do this because i cared about this i'm not gonna wait another four years to actually embark on this thing Absolutely. i'm just gonna do it right now rachel i would just rewind time and buy bitcoin well, I mean, I used to be working really closely in the crypto space. Recently, I actually found like one of those like corporate merch things mm -hmm. from some conference. 
and it was a sleeping mask that said like wake me up when bitcoin hits 20,000 <sighs> so upsetting so upsetting to see that what do we have here if you die tomorrow <laughs> what a way to start what a question so if you die tomorrow what would be your your biggest regret mm ooh I'm sure if I think hard enough, I would, right? But like, I, I, I've definitely shared on this podcast that I've struggled with suicidal ideation so much of my life. So I would live every day already kind of with that looming at the back of my mind. On the flip side, I don't have these kind of thoughts anymore, thankfully. I'm so glad I'm still here. I'm so glad that I still have more to experience in this life and I allowed myself to do so. So I don't know about regrets, so no regrets. Yeah. That's a good place to be, actually. That's a sweet spot. Yeah. It's, it's There's something about that, I'm sure. Like, I read a, a book about it once, how in order to, like, truly be, to be reborn, you need to die to your former self or something like that. So I think I kind of, a part of me lives like that. Like, I feel like a part of me has already died and then now everything else is just like a bonus. Mm. Being very human is just what life's about. So, yeah, accept all the difficult things. I mean, that's also like assuming there is like a pocket of time after you die where you have a moment to be like, damn it. I don't think there is, right? It just kind of happens, I imagine. There wouldn't be no room actually for regret, I imagine. I, I know that changing things in the past would kind of like alter the future in, in ways that can be unthinkable and all that. But I look back and I think that I would definitely have changed a few things. And one big thing was my career choice. Like, in a way, I was very sheltered and, like, you know, I, I took a scholarship and eventually became a journalist and everything. And honestly, if not for this job, I wouldn't have made so many friends, including you, Josh. Yeah, right? you know, we used to we work met together. through this, yeah. But I've often wondered because I've always loved performing and being more involved in the creative arts and everything. And I, I, I don't feel like my first career really gave me a lot of room to explore that. And I, and I often wonder, that could have been me. That could have been my life if I had gone down a different path. Yeah, it's just something that I think about sometimes. It's shoulda, woulda, coulda. Well, but I'm glad you're reflecting at a point where you have just done your biggest drag performance so far to a sold-out crowd. Yeah. You know, you've just moved into your new place. You have a new job. You're doing a queer podcast. You know, you're not saying all these things of, I wish I did this earlier and all that at a point where you're on your deathbed. You know, you're actually young, you're healthy. You still have so much to give. So give yourself some credit for actually knowing it's time to go and it's time to pursue these dreams because you did yeah i appreciate that and uh, we can't turn back time as we know it so what to do <laughs> what to do, what to do? <laughs> <laughs> sam joe reach into the hat yeah. pull out the next question what are the parts of your lives that you hold back from the podcast what <sighs> this is such a meta question who is asking all these meta questions you want to know what's on the cutting room floor the coming out episode was one of our most vulnerable oh, right. ones and not because coming out is such a like, you know, painful process for a lot of people, not just because of that, but also because it involves me talking about my family. I'm the sort of person who, I mean, I love my family a lot, but I'm also very protective of my family. Me making certain decisions to like, for example, go public with my experiences, that's not necessarily something that everyone in my family might be comfortable with and they're also entitled to their own private lives and stuff like that. So if anything, I try to kind of like not go into too many spaces specifics about them if you're my friend you'll know and i'm happy to talk about that in a safe space that's definitely one part that i hold back and i also think i hold back a little bit on 
when even in the let's talk about sex episode i was like holding back a little bit in terms of like and but i also don't think that it's anyone's business you see like what i do in bed you know it's between me and whoever i choose to sleep with i think a lot of my closest friends also sometimes and they'll be like oh samjo why are you so cagey about you know the people you see or like who you sleep with and everything because i i mean i go i and i say quite frankly that's none of your business and i don't mean it in a mean way it's like i love you as a dear friend of mine and i know i could trust you with like you know some of my deepest darkest secrets but it's just some things i feel like the same way you wouldn't want to see me having sex like <laughs> i don't think i need to bore you with the details you know what i mean yeah it's also like sort of looking at that person and and you know wondering what that information is going to do for you right is it something that is going to help you to understand me better can i trust you with my story and i think that's also a very valid point right because yeah. if you don't really trust this person then you're being reckless with your story and they can easily just turn that around and use it against you do yeah. you hold back i've had for sure uh, i i think going into the podcast when we were planning to record you know we told ourselves okay we're going to be open books nothing is off the table we're just going to dive in and be completely ourselves and and we learned very quickly that was not going to fly not just with the duration of each episode because it would be like two three hours long um but i go back to the coming out episode that you brought up right i I had a phone call from my dad after talking about my dad and that was after the episode went live Mm. so it was the first time i had to go back to the episode that was published and then edit it was not because i didn't want to keep all that there it was that realization that yes even though that was my truth there are repercussions yep because it involves other people yes this is what we talked about, but it was not meant for everyone else to be a part of this conversation. In that regard, I've had to hold back a couple of times. So when I, when I discuss my boyfriend like, as well, he has his own uh, journey that he's on as well. And it wouldn't be fair just because I am proud to be holding up the flag and saying, okay, I'm here to talk about what our stories and experiences have been being queer in Singapore. That does not mean that he has to be ready when I'm ready. You know, that's not fair. Yeah. I don't want to do that to him. I don't think that's mm. right. So I have had to hold back, you know, some of these discussions, especially when it involves someone that I truly care about as well. Yeah. I think what I hold back is my voice. And that's very intentional because um, from the get-go, I have told you guys, like, I, I want to make sure this mic is giving voice to people in the community. And I don't really want to, you know, be taking up that space until we feel like we've started to bring different people on the show. And yeah, maybe there is more space for allies to talk, but I, there's so much more room to pass the mic. So I won't be on this podcast all the time, but... Uh, but when you yeah. hear... We, Collective <laughs> sigh we do really appreciate disappointment from all of Rachel's being on <laughs> Because Rachel does a lot of work behind the scenes. She is she does. in charge of our social media. She's our comms manager. So anyone that wants to reach out to the SG boys for whatever reason, it goes through Rachel, our ally. So she goes through everything to, to and to check with us, communicate. She's like the middle person between the two of us as well. Uh, keep the climate healthy in the podcast operation so she's a crucial aspect to the team and the times that you have come on you know it's just like to catch up ask questions and stuff and and you're fantastic also she is absolutely and let's not forget that rachel does this all pro bono Mm. on her own time all while running a very successful 
company. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> she's a mogul. Shout but out. But she still finds time. Again, thank you, Rachel. Like, yeah, we, can't, we can't stress it enough. Thank you, guys. Speaking of Rachel, reach into the hat. Pull out Yay. a question for us. What is the biggest misconception others have about the podcast? Any assumptions that you're like, oh, that's not really true. The first one that comes to my mm. mind is everyone thinks this is like a, well, the people I speak to thinks this is a very like high production situation. <laughs> we have our own studio. We have heaps of backers and advertisers. It is very much not that. And like, I think it's funny sometimes when guests come on our show, I wonder what they think when they see the setup. I think for me, or the one thing that I find myself correcting, because sometimes I have people come up to me and go like, oh, Sam, you have this podcast, like, you know, you're an influencer now and everything. I'm like... Mm, like it's a vanity project. Yeah. First and foremost, it's not because honestly, if I wanted my life to be easier, I wouldn't have done this. Like I went through a lot of yeah. stress actually, you know, it, having to come out to my parents, like, you know, in order to start this podcast. So that's one. But secondly, also, and, and I hope that, you know, the work on this podcast speaks for itself. But I don't see us as on any sort of pedestal or whatever. What we try to do on this podcast is to show you that we're just like everyone else. Especially with the guests that we bring on. Like, you know, yeah, some of them may be like influencers in their own right. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, you have your Pam Uwe, you have your Andrea Vazalis. We want to invite even people who are not so-called considered influencers on the podcast. Like, you know, like Rachel earlier talked about like, sharing the mic with everyone else from the community no matter how ordinary you seem don't ever forget that your stories are important yeah kennedy's well. seat right that we opened up for anyone to just take and mm. and and share your story and you know we're essentially yeah. bringing people on here regardless of their resume to yes. connect with them to also explore the differences and be able to be okay this is how you and I are different, but we can learn to love each other for that. It's yeah. always a very positive spirit that we have with each episode. No matter how dark the topics can be, we always go in and try to bring a bit of light in, you know? One of the biggest lessons I learned from my time as a journalist is that everyone has a story, you know, no matter how big or small. Like If you spend enough time with any one person in this world, it could be a stranger on the street, whoever, it could be the tiger beer auntie, Honestly, you could do an entire podcast or even Netflix series on them. Yeah. Everyone has a freaking story. And like, if we get a chance to tell yours, the privilege and honour truly is ours. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe, And we are the, the SG Boys. Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.